Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Um, so today I'm kind of going to be continuing along the uh, similar lines of what I talked about in the last podcast. Um, so if you listened to it, I talked about being baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. And, you know, really, as I've just been meditating on that and the Lord's really just been reminding me about, you know, a lot of things that I've studied on in the past, you know, about the fire of God. And, and you know, and one of the things that the Lord always reminds me of is that, you know, the purpose of the fire of God is for a lot more than just to be hyped up in a pulpit or to be, you know, worked up and whatever. And it, and it may have, and it probably will have that effect, you know, that you're going to speak the word of God with boldness and all these kinds of things. It definitely, the fire of God has that effect on you. But, but really, I would say the truest mark of the fire of God in someone's life is, is not necessarily when everything's going good and you're preaching and you're winning souls and you're out there, but it's really, it's when all hell is coming against you, when you're being attacked on every side, the true mark of someone that carries the fire of God is someone that refuses to be discouraged, someone that refuses to quit, someone that refuses to back off the word, someone that refuses to back off of the call of God and fulfilling their assignment. That's the true mark of someone that carries the fire of God. Because, you know, even in 2020, we saw lots of people who are, you know, supposedly they can hype up the word of God in a pulpit. They can put on a show and all those kinds of things. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I'm a very hyped up type preacher, but, but the, the true mark of someone that carries fire is someone that you know, in the, in the face of all opposition, people criticizing them, that they refused to stop their ministry in 2020. When, you know, when we saw COVID come, this pandemic, the attack of the enemy, so many ministers that continue to push forward were so criticized and attacked. But really, the fire of God is what causes you that even when people are coming against you, even when the gates of hell are aligning themselves against your ministry, against your calling, against what God has anointed you to do. The fire is what causes you to refuse to get discouraged. And in every season, in, in every situation, the fire is what sustains you to where you don't quit and you don't allow yourself to be stopped by discouragement. Because understand that a person that is anointed by the Holy Ghost and fire cannot be stopped by the attack of the enemy. The enemies can, what he can only do is discourage you into quitting because he can't stop a person that is filled with the fire of God and anointed by God to do, you know, whatever God's called you to do, whether it's in the realm of ministry or business or, or anything, really understanding that the anointing of God on your life guarantees your success and your victory. But really, that's why I want to talk about in this podcast, overcoming discouragement, because really that's one of the main ways that the devil, the devil tries to get people to quit is by discouraging you enough into quitting because he really, he has no power to actually stop you. And so really understand it's all really in the battlefield of the mind, you know? And so as I was just thinking about this and thinking about, you know, even in my own personal life, that's maybe the, the one thing is, is man, learning how to overcome discouragement will make you an unstoppable Christian. And I was thinking about this and thinking about 
the fire of God. And who do we know that carried the fire is the apostle Paul, you know, and I was just thinking about this in relationship to the fire of God. And, you know, it brought me to Acts chapter 28, where Paul, you know, Paul had, do you want to talk about all hell coming against you, being attacked on every side? Paul, you know, he had received the word of wisdom that he was to testify in Rome. And so he knew that was his assignment. That's that that was the thing that, that God had called him to do was to go testify in Rome. And the Bible talks about how um, he was shipwrecked and, you know, literally everything was going wrong. You want to talk about you know, being attacked on every side. So Paul was shipwrecked. He was trying to get his way to Rome, but um, they ended up landing on the island of Malta. And so understand that, you know, when you're a carrier of the fire of God, what's in you is always going to overwhelm the attack of the enemy. It's always going to overwhelm the situations and the circumstances that come to try to discourage you. When you keep the fire of God stirred up on the inside of you, what you're carrying is always going to overwhelm the attack of the enemy. It's always going to overwhelm the criticisms of, of man when you, when you keep that fire stirred on the inside of you. So that, you know, and that's why Paul told Timothy, his son in the faith, his great, his greatest, one of his greatest pieces of, of advice to Timothy was Timothy, you need to stir up and fan into flame the gift of God that's on the inside of you. Because Paul knew, Timothy, if you can just keep the fire stirred up on the inside of you, then whatever comes to discourage you, it will have no chance because it will be able to be burned up by that fire that you keep stirred in you. And so, you know, Paul, like I was saying in Acts 28, when he came to this island of Malta where he had been shipwrecked, okay, he's already got all this attack coming against him. And it says um, in Acts 28, it talks about it in verse four, that when Paul was was gathering sticks to, to make a fire, it says that um, a small uh, poisonous snake crawled out of the sticks and bit him on his hand. And so, and it says that the, the islanders, the, the native people of the island in verse four, it says, when the natives saw the little animal hanging from his hand, they said to, to one another, doubtless this man is a murderer. Though he has been saved from sea, justice has not permitted that he should live. So the native people of the island, when they saw this snake, this poisonous snake bite his hand, they're like, this dude's about to die. And they, they were thinking what? They were thinking karma. He must have done some bad stuff and now he's going to die for or whatever he's done, because that's the way the world thinks. But understand that Paul, because he was confident of what he was carrying on the inside of him, it says in verse five, Paul simply shook off the small creature into the fire and suffered no evil effects. So Paul should have died from this poisonous snake bite. But but what does it say? He shook it off into the fire and it was burned up immediately. And Paul suffered no evil effects. So understand that many people, when they're attacked, they become so focused on the attack, they begin to talk the attack, they begin to glorify the attack, they begin to post on Facebook about the attack. And, and really, but understanding that, that Paul, his reaction to this attack, when because of the fire 
understand this is a type of the fire that was on the inside of him. There was a real fire, but, but what Paul it was, what this is really um, a picture of is that Paul was able to shake off the thing that was trying to attack him, the thing that was trying to further discourage him and just push him over the edge because he had already been shipwrecked. He was already probably discouraged. And now a poisonous snake comes to bite him. It's the very thing that would try to come and discourage him into quitting and just be like, you know what? I give up. I've been trying to get to Rome. I've been trying to do what God called me to do. But now, now, you know, now a snake comes and bites me. He could have been so discouraged to just give up and quit. He could have began talking the attack. He could have been, you know, looking for people to feel sorry for him, um, started complaining, started opening his, up his mouth and saying what was happening and being like, oh, great. You know, first I was shipwrecked. Now I got this. But what did he do? Understand that his response, his response was to shake it off into the fire of God and he suffered no evil effects. And so understanding that when discouragement tries to come, when an attack tries to come, the worst thing that you can do is put your focus on it and begin to talk the attack. And so, but what Paul did was he understood that what is burning on the inside of me is enough to burn up the discouragement, to burn up the attack. Because the Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than he that is of this world. So understand that when you keep the fire of God stirred up on the inside of you, then whatever tries to come to discourage you, you're going to easily be able to shake it off. Whether it's the, you know, whether it's criticism from people, when you are a carrier of the fire, you're going to let the criticisms of men just roll right off and shake. You can shake that thing off. You don't have to take offense to what people are saying because understand that, you know, the devil uses people to come and discourage you. And oftentimes it's the people that are closest to you to discourage you. But understand that the worst thing you can do is, is, is get offended, get offended and try to, to lash back at people. The best thing you can do is like Paul did to shake it off, shake it off into the fire and, and keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your focus on the word, your focus on the assignment, because understand, you know, and this is one of the, the main things that I had to learn when it comes to discouragement. You have to keep the right perspective, right? Because the Bible says, don't be ignorant of the schemes of the enemy. So, you know, and we're not, you're not glorifying the tactics of the enemy, but you're, it's, it's good to not be ignorant and to know how to handle these things when they come. Because the one thing the Lord really had to show me was Satan's end goal with discouragement is to steal your joy. Because if he can steal your joy, he's stolen your strength. Because the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. And so the Bible also says that with joy, you shall draw forth water out of the wells of salvation. So the devil's end goal with discouragement is to steal your joy so that you can no longer, you have no strength to, to draw water from the wells of salvation. And if you have no strength, if you're not drawing um, from the wells of salvation, that means you're not having revelation. You're not, from when you're reading your Bible, you know, you're not, you're not able to, to tap into the power of God on the inside of you. You, you have no strength to do the thing that God's called you to. So that's why when discouragement tries to come, whether it's through people, whether it's through circumstances, whether it's through just thoughts in your own mind, understand that the best thing you can do is laugh. You have to keep your joy. You have to laugh. And I'm, I mean, literally, this is like practical. Watch a funny video. Get around people who make you laugh and, and make up your mind. If the devil's coming to steal my joy, 
I'm going to laugh twice as hard. I'm going to laugh double as much because really when you keep your joy, it's, it's, that's when you're able to keep your strength. And so another thing with discouragement, I remember one time, you know, and discouragement can come, like I said, in the form of people through people's words, through circumstances, or just in your own mind. Um, but, but, you know, sometimes when circumstances come to discourage you, whether, you know, something didn't maybe turn out the way you thought it was going to turn out, you know, because I remember I, um, just a personal example. I one time was doing an outreach and, uh, it didn't work out the way that I thought it was going to work out. Right. So, and really the devil can use that circumstance to bring all kind of discouragement, all kind of doubt into your mind. And I just remember I was so discouraged. It did not go well. It did not go the way I was thinking it was going to go. And, um, I just remember at first feeling so discouraged and like, Lord, what the heck is going on? And, you know, I had to preach again in like two or three more days, but I was so discouraged that I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to preach in like three days from now, because I just feel like a failure, you know? And so, but I remember, thank God for the Holy ghost. Let me tell you right now. I just remember you know, I was so discouraged and all of a sudden the, the rhema word of God came to me and, you know, the Lord spoke to me and he's like, I don't know what you're so upset about. I'm not upset. And I just remember being like, what, what do you mean? You're not upset. Like, how can you not be upset? This was like a big epic fail. This is this outreach. It went terrible, whatever, blah, blah. And I just remember the Lord telling me, I don't know why you're upset. I'm not upset. And, and the scripture came to me in Zechariah chapter four that says, the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And, you know, right before that, it says, don't despise the day of small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. So, and, and it became so real to me that the Lord was actually so excited to see me just stepping out and starting to do the thing that he's called me to do. He wasn't upset at all. He wasn't discouraged at all. And he was like, why should you be upset? I'm not upset. I, the Lord is excited to see the work begin and understand that you may not be, be where you want to be but thank God that you're not where you used to be. You may not be where you want to be. You may not be as successful as you want to be. You may not have, things may not have panned out exactly the way you thought they were going to or the way you wanted to, but thank God that you're not where you used to be. Thank God that you're moving forward. Thank God that he saved you, that that he's doing a work in you and that he's going to complete what he began on the inside of you. And so I just remember, man, when that word came to me, it encouraged me so much. And and the other scripture the Lord gave me at that time was in, in Job, uh, Job 8, 7, it says, though your beginnings may be small, your latter end will greatly increase. So understand that, you know, you can't allow small beginnings to discourage you because understand that, that you're stepping out and God is rejoicing to see the work begin. God is rejoicing to see the work begin. And where you started is not where you're going to finish. Where you're starting now is not where you're going to finish. And understand that God sees the finished product. So a lot of times we get all discouraged about what's going on currently or what we're dealing with currently. Maybe you're still trying to to get breakthrough from something that's happened in your past or whatever. And we tend to get all discouraged by what we're dealing with in the present moment. And we think God, we think that God is upset with us or we think that God is disappointed in us when really God sees the finished product. 
product. God is not upset with you. God rejoices. The Lord is sit- the Bible says the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. So you might as well join him in laughing because the Lord is rejoicing to see his work begin in his people. And the Bible says that the good work that he began in you, he will bring it to completion. And so really our job is just to yield to that. And, and it's it really, and when you understand that the Lord is not upset, the Lord is not disappointed in you. So really there's no reason for us to be discouraged and disappointed with where we're at, but really just allowing the Lord to, to put that vision in you that, Hey, where I'm at now is not always where I'm going to be. Where you're at now is not always where you're going to be. And so, you know, the other thing to understand about discouragement is that really, you know, when it comes, so, I mean, the first thing I said, you can't let it steal your joy. The second thing you have to understand is that God sees the finished product. And and this is the last thing I kind of want to leave you with. Understand that anytime discouragement comes, it's like I said, to steal your joy. But also with that, it's, it's also to steal the word. It's to steal the word because, you know, the, the devil can't do anything to you until he steals God's word from you. And, you know, so many people, this is just like a side note here, but so many people are actually trying so hard to obtain the promises of God that are in the word. And they think that because they're not experiencing it, they need to try harder to obtain it. But really, it's actually the opposite. Everything in the Bible actually already belongs to you. And it's just waiting for you to realize that it already belongs to you. A lot of people are trying to get something that already belongs to them. So understand that the devil, the devil, he, he's not, he's trying to steal what already belongs to you. You're not necessarily trying to get healed. It's just that you need to stop the devil from stealing the reality that you are already healed. He comes to steal your health. Health already belongs to you. And that's just an example. But all of these things really understanding the devil comes to steal the word of God from you. But when you understand that, You know, and this changed my life because I remember one of the times when I was going through, you know, kind of a spiritual attack. Thank God that I knew this because I knew the whole purpose of this attack. The Holy Ghost showed me the purpose of this attack is to steal the word from you and to make you back off the word. So because I knew that, my response was to double down on the word. My response was to go harder and cling on to the word, to begin to speak the word out of my mouth. Even when you, like for instance, this is one time I was experiencing a lot of uh, confusion. But because I know what I'm telling you, that the devil comes to steal the word, instead of walking around saying, man, I'm just so confused, man, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on with my life, this, that, and whatever. Even though I was experiencing confusion, making a decision to to open up my mouth and say, thank you, Lord, that I was translated out of the kingdom of darkness where there is confusion. And I've been translated into the kingdom of your beloved son, where there is light, where there is no confusion. Thank you, Lord, that I've been redeemed from the curse of confusion. See, because the devil wants you to confess what you're experiencing. 
Because he doesn't want you to know that the word actually already belongs to you. The word of God is actually already your reality. So he tries to discourage you through your thoughts, through your feelings, through your circumstances, through the criticisms of people, through whatever. And he wants you to think that you don't have what the Bible says you have. But what you have to understand is that actually the word of God already belongs to you. And the devil is trying to steal that word from you by making you feel a certain way or think a certain way but you have to understand that the word of God is more powerful than the way that you feel the word of God is powerful enough to tear down any stronghold in your mind to tear down every lie of the enemy that tries to come into your thoughts and but you have to understand that that the word you cannot let go of the word of God when discouragement tries to come the correct response is you double down on the word. You begin to declare who you are in Christ. You begin to declare what you have in Christ. You begin to declare that you're an overcomer, that the victory is yours through Christ Jesus. And as you begin to declare what the word of God says in the midst of opposition, in the midst of however you feel, even if you feel discouraged, you begin to declare who you are in Christ. And the word of God coming out of your mouth is powerful enough to destroy every form of discouragement. And it's even like, it's the same thing that I said in the beginning. There's the fire of God's spirit on the inside of you, yes. And there's also the fire of God's word. And and you need both. You need both because when you have the fire of God's word coming out of your mouth and the fire of the Holy Ghost in your belly, let me tell you, you're gonna be able to shake off any attack of the enemy into that fire and it will be burned and you will suffer no harm. And you know, that's another thing I wanna tell you. Going back to Acts 28 where where Paul was bit by that snake you know it says that he suffered no evil effects he suffered no evil effects and I want to tell you that maybe the devil has come and tried to discourage you but I want to tell you that as you shake that thing off into the fire of God As you shake that thing off into the fire of God, you're going to have suffered no harmful effects, no evil effects in your life. There's not going to be some big wound. There's not going to be some big setback. You're going to have suffered no evil effects because the fire of God will burn that discouragement out and launch you forward that you're actually going to, you're actually going to do even more. When the enemy comes against you, it's going to put a, it's going to stir that fire on the inside of you to say, no, I'm taking, the Bible says the violent take it by force. You're going to begin to take the word of God by force. And that's going to cause you to break through and to continue to advance. And and, you know, I want to tell you, if you've been, if you've been discouraged at any point in your life, you begin to stir up the fire of God and that fire will sustain you through anything and everything in Jesus mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.